0: Hey friends, today I'd like for us to briefly look at the life of David from the Bible. Did you ever think about how much trouble he actually faced in life? Uh, Psalms 132.1 says this, Remember, O Lord, in David's favor all the hardships he endured. And he did. He endured a lot of hardships. And yet in all his trouble, he was able (laughs) to write many of the Psalms, right? And if you look closely, you're gonna find that there's a lot of joy in those Psalms. Even when he called out to the Lord in, in anguish, his praise of God, his hope in God hardly waned ever. It hardly ever wavered. Now, what was the secret to his joy um, amid all the trouble he went through? That's what, what I want us to, to think about today. Uh, first, let's consider some of the troubles he faced. Uh, David's rough life actually began as a young a young person. He once told King Saul, your servant has struck down both lions and bears. So that's plural, right? <laughs> lions and bears. Somebody tell me bears and lions are not troublesome. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so he kept watch over his, the flock of his family and he had many brothers, you know. And in fact, he was the least likely among all his brothers to be thought of as being the one that God had chosen as king. Remember, his family didn't even bring him in from the field when Samuel came to choose a king from the sons of Jesse. And then his brothers ridiculed him, and they made fun of him when he later brought them food while they were in uh, King Saul's army. I think that was later. And then, I mean, it's trouble when when your own family makes fun of you, but then he went from there directly to Goliath. He faced Goliath. More trouble, big big time. His life seemed to be in danger, uh, even at the threat of death. Uh, throughout his whole life. I mean, bears and lions and, and, and Goliath and even Saul. King Saul sought his life for a long while, yeah, especially I think when he realized that, King, that God had chosen David to be his successor and to take his place. And King Saul wanted to, to hold on to, to what he had you know, once while playing the harp, Saul tried to uh, pin him to the wall with a spear, but um, David escaped. Well, David hid in caves from Saul. He lived with rough characters in the wild. He sought refuge even among his enemies. And once he feigned madness, he acted like he was crazy in order to escape death. Um, his family caused him much trouble. He had some wicked sons and his own son Absalom. Remember him? He had the long beautiful hair. He tried to take his place as king and remove his own father from the throne. Also, um, David, he, he lost a child because of sin in his own life. And there were other consequences of sin in his life where God disciplined him and was bringing him back to himself. So what was David's secret? Where did he get this joy and purpose to write this many of the Psalms? This this power to persevere even though he was surrounded by so much trouble? I think it was this. It started out by David authentically seeing the Lord as beautiful as the love of his life. He had a relationship, a good one, with the Lord. It was a love relationship. It's similar to how great marriages began, right? I mean, there's beauty and love and and relationship, unified in purpose and commitment. Those are the kinds of marriages that keep improving um, and last, right? Remember the Bible calls Jesus the bridegroom and his church, or you and I, if you know Christ the bride. So so God wants that same sweet relationship for us that he had with David. And that was David's secret, I believe. God wants us to see Jesus as the love of our life. I remember my dad <laughs> growing up and as a young boy, very young, um, he would say, he would joke with me and he would say, son, how's your love life lately? And man alive, I didn't want to talk about girls at that age, and I can imagine my face probably got... I was really bad about blushing when I was young. I think I still am, actually, but, but <laughs> I didn't want to talk about girls, right? Um, but, you know, I think today that's a valid question for all of us. How's your love life when it comes to Jesus Christ? In Acts thirteen twenty-two, this is what God says about the relationship that he had With David. He said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart. You know, when men speak that way to their wives, it's called romantic, right? (laughs) I'm after your heart. I want your heart for myself. That's love talk, right? (laughs) God wants that relationship with you and I. And not only did David live in the same broken world that we live in, but he was a sinner like you and me. And you know, when David did fall, he always turned back to the love of his life. And he didn't s- seem to to stay gone very long. When he saw his sin, he would return to the love of his life. And we see this sometimes in marriages, right? First, there's this spark of love, and it can grow into something beautiful. Uh, but sometimes people are distracted from their first love and they lose that spark and they have to go back to loving each other the way they did in the beginning. In Revelations 2, Jesus said how the church of uh, Ephesus had abandoned the love that they had at first and they should remember and turn back to the love of their life. And That message is for us as well. But, But this was the sweet relationship that brought David joy, even When the world was falling apart, right? I want to uh, read a few intros into some of the Psalms. Uh, These are some I've been going through in the evening as I read through the Bible. Um, Actually listen uh, in the evenings. And some were written by David. And so as I read, just like think about who was worthy of his praise, even while he was surrounded by brokenness. And how did he fight against... um, the temptation to strike back at Saul or others, or what pulled him out of depression when he fell into it. So let's begin um, Psalms 100 and verse one, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. And I like this, it's pretty awesome. This command goes out to all the earth. Um, people in Israel, India, North Korea, South Korea, and Japan, all over the world, even you and I are called to make a joyful noise to the Lord. Not just read some word on Sundays, but every day this should be our heart. Psalms 101, verse 1, I will sing of steadfast love and justice. To you, O Lord, I will make music. That's a psalm of David. And he was not singing the blues, was he? Psalms 103 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Another Psalm of David. The Lord is the love of his life. So are you, are you seeing a pattern here? This is how we live lives of joy. It's it's that we are putting our eyes not on the things of the world or not on our cir- circumstances, but on our creator and the one who has power over it all. <laughs> the one who sent his only begotten son to live a perfect life and and, and died the wicked sinner's death that we deserve and to be raised from the grave. Psalms 104 1 Bless the Lord O my soul Psalms 105 1 starts out like this oh give thanks to the Lord Psalms 106 1 praise the Lord 107 1 oh give thanks to the Lord. Psalms 109 1 be not silent, O God of my praise and here David, actually begins with a heart of praise, even before he begins pouring out his heart to the Lord and talking to him about all the ta- attacks against him. And God wants us to do that. He wants us to bring everything to him, but we praise him even in a broken world. Psalms one praise the Lord, that's how it begins. Psalms 112, one, praise the Lord. <laughs> So I think this is really a good example for us on how we should live our lives every day. Psalms 113.1 begins, praise the Lord. And then uh, verse 3 tells us like a big part, I think, of this secret to joy and purpose in life. Listen to, th- to this. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Psalms 115.1, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. In other words, he's saying, praise the Lord, don't praise yourself. So it's similar to the previous ones. So in closing, let's look at a Psalm of David that I skipped earlier. It's Psalms 108, and we'll just look at four verses here, and then we'll close. And as I read, just just notice the, the intentionality and uh, the commitment to this love affair with the Lord. This is a Psalm of David, right? So I think that's a great secret of a life full of joy and, and purpose and victory. Psalms 108.1 My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make melody with all my being. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations, for your steadfast love is great above the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. So here, David, as he worships in the in the present tense, he says his heart is is steadfast and, and it's resolute. He's confident in his intentionality to wake up the dawn. He, he wants to wake it up. He wants to beat it up actually the next morning and worship the Lord all over again. And so he gets up early for quiet time with the Lord and it ain't necessarily quiet, right? He's gonna be praising God. It doesn't really stop there. It's not only a personal praise, but it, it's a witness. He says he will praise God among the peoples. I don't know, maybe that's the people of Israel, because he goes on from there and says he will sing to praises to God among the nations, like that is the, the Great Commission, right? He starts where he, he is and then he goes and he sings praises to God among the nations. And then finally, he mentions the, the like omnipresence of God's love and his faithfulness, his power, over all the universe. God is God. He praises God. He lifts him up and gives him the glory due his name. So as we've learned a bit about David's life, have you noticed um, the secret that he had in having great joy, even though he was surrounded by brokenness? The Lord was the love of his life, right? He learned not to run around on the love of his life. He didn't divorce the love of his life. He he was not separated from the love of his life. He was intentional with his love. Um, But good relationships can be difficult. We all know that it's like a battle. That doesn't mean it was easy for David, but he knew, he knew where his joy came from and he knew the one that loved him. And he learned not to trust the promises of the world and Satan. The question for us, I think, is, are we willing to fight hard to keep close to the love of our life? You know, the great preacher, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, he said that he fought this same battle over and over, even while preaching sermons. I mean, the focus would be on Jesus and he would be preaching wonderfully. Then his pride would shift and his focus would turn inward toward self. And then he would repent. And over and over, he would go back and forth, fighting the battle, even as he preached. I mean, if it happens for a preacher, a wonderful preacher, um, like Charles had in Spurgeon, while he's preaching, then it happens for us. It's the same battle that we face every day. And that's the same battle David faced in his troubles. Um, so we got to fight hard. And you remember when David failed, he came back to the Lord. And I think quickly, usually. I mean, he spent time with the Lord daily in praise, intentional praise and worship. And he he, uh, glorified God among the peoples and the nations. And the Lord was his joy. David knew there was no one else in the world who he could trust like the Lord. And no one else could bring him this kind of peace and and joy in his life. Father God, thank you for your word. And thank you for the... uh, the life of David and how he praised you over and over, and when he failed, he came back to you. The love of his life, Lord, uh, put that that same heart in us, Father. Mold us, make us, give us intentionality uh, to to get into your Word and to pray and to take you with us in our thoughts and our minds and our heart throughout the day in your Word and meditate on you and, and have great great joy. Something that the world can't touch, Father, uh, can't get close to. And this all comes through Jesus Christ. And we thank you so much. In his name we pray. Amen.